In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. I like actually to welcome all of you to St. Mary and St. Moses Abbey. And I hope that the time you spent here is time actually for spiritual revival, spiritual retreat. Don't I know some of you are leaving tomorrow or on Sunday, but don't waste your time here uh, with social media, with the chat, with just many distraction around you. Try to focus during this time here on a deep connection with the Lord. Uh, this actually will be uh, like a spiritual revival that will carry you when you go back to the world and when you face all the distractions of the world. And I like actually to speak with you today about what we call the spiritual rule or the spiritual canon. The spiritual rule or the spiritual canon is the rule that you follow. And I, I will explain detail, but in details, but what I mean the rules that you follow, like what you are your prayers, what are your reading, what are um, your um, uh, attending of the liturgies, sermons you listen to, spiritual book you read, etc., etc. Why it is very important to have a spiritual rule or a spiritual canon, and why it is very important to uh, focus on it and to be consistent with it. The spiritual rule or the spiritual can regulate your spiritual nourishment. Like our body needs nourishment. And all of us, we follow certain rules. Either we eat three meals or we eat two meals, but we cannot go without actually eating. And some people who are sick, like diabetic or whatever, they have a special meal. So, in the same way, if I'm sick spiritually, I need to have a special spiritual diet. And all of us who are sick spiritually, all of us who has sins and sins are spiritual sickness and illness. Also, people who want to do diet, people uh, eat healthy food versus non-healthy food. And actually, the way you eat and what do you eat determine to a great extent your health, your physical health, what you eat and how you eat it. In the same way, the spiritual rule or the spiritual canon regulate your spiritual nourishment and how or what you follow, what is your spiritual canon and how you do it and how consistent you are with it. And the quality of the spiritual canon. 
determine to a great extent your spiritual life. So why it is important? Number one, because it regulates my spiritual nourishment. And without nourishment, I cannot grow spiritually. Also, it is important because all of us who are tempted with laziness, we tempt to be lazy. And Satan also attack us not to pray, not to read the Bible, not to go to church, etc. With physical food, God gives us this hunger. And when we are hungry, we have to go and eat. There is also hunger and thirst for righteousness. As the Lord said in the Beatitudes, Blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, for they shall be filled. But sometimes we suppress this hunger. And by the time, we don't feel it. That's why some of us, when they are lazy, and they don't feel the hunger or the thirst for righteousness, they can go in their life for months, or believe me, sometimes for years, without praying, without reading the scripture. Even some of us will go to church, but we don't feel the connection with God. I attended the liturgy, but I'm not connected with the Lord. But when there is a spiritual canon, and I follow the spiritual canon, this will protect me from the laziness, from going for weeks or months or years without praying, without this nourishment. So, it is very important to have a spiritual canon and to follow it because it will protect you from laziness. And maybe you can develop like Excel sheet or some sort of table to actually hold yourself accountable. Because you can have a spiritual canon and you don't follow it. But when you have like a table writing for your prayer, uh, Bible, spiritual reading, confession, communion, fasting, prostration, etc. And day by day, you can actually uh, type your prayers, your reading, your Bible verse, etc. This will help you to, to hold yourself accountable. And this actually will help you to grow spiritually. Number three, why having a spiritual canon is very important. Number one, we said it's our spiritual nourishment. Number two, protect us from laziness. Number three, protect us from the being spiritually moody. 
Some people actually build the relationship with God on emotions. Emotions. Emotions can be helpful in our relationship with God. Definitely, emotions are gifted from God. But to be the only foundation to our spiritual life, this can be dangerous. Because emotions can go up and down. So sometimes, for example, I hear a song, spiritual Christian song, and it develop in me some emotions. So I feel that I want to pray. And I go and pray and read the Bible. And then, after some time, I feel dry. So I don't feel I have the desire to pray. I don't feel I have desire to go to church or to read the Bible, etc. So the person in his spiritual life becomes moody. If I'm in good mood, I will pray. If I'm not, then I'm lukewarm. I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to read the Bible. I'm not going to go to church. I'm not going to attend youth meeting, etc. But to have a canon, to have a rule, you follow it no matter what. You follow it no matter what. It's a rule. You have to do it. This also will protect you from being spiritually moody. But you will be consistent, you abide, you follow your spiritual canon. And this actually will protect you, protect your spiritual health. Like if we compare with food, if somebody lost his appetite and he cannot eat, actually they cannot leave him for a long time. At the end, they have to force him to eat, even if they put IV just to give him the nourishment that he needs. In the same way, the spiritual canon, you have to follow it this way. No matter what, I will follow my canon. Consider it a vow, your spiritual canon as a vow. David in his Psalms said, I will pay my vows to the Lord day after day. What are his vows? I don't think David was making vow every day. But when he said, I will pay my vows to the Lord day after day, I think David was speaking about his spiritual canon, his reading of the law, his prayer. He made a a rule for himself. He said, seven times every day, I will praise your holy name. That's a canon. That's a rule. So he made a rule for himself regarding his reading of the law or regarding his prayer and also regarding his fasting. 
as he said, I humbled myself by fasting. So, when he said, I will pay my vows day after day, I am sure he was referring to his spiritual canon. Vows here means commitment. I commit to pray to the Lord. I commit to praise him. As David said or not in his Psalms, tomorrow or in the morning, I will stand before you and praise you. So actually, before he sleep, he make a commitment, he make a vow that in the morrow, I will stand before you and you will see me. It's very important to actually have canon and to be consistent with it. It actually protects you from uh, becoming moody in your spiritual life. The last point why it is important. There is no status quo in your spiritual life. Either you are growing, you are declining. There is nothing called you are steady. There is nothing called you are steady. There is a status quo in your in your spiritual life. So if you are not growing, then you are declining spiritually. Your spiritual canon will help you to grow spiritually. If you don't have a rule, if you don't have a canon, then your spiritual growth is at high risk. Tell me how you're going to grow without the Word of God. How you are going to grow without praying? How you are going to grow without spiritual leading? How you are going to go, grow without the sacraments? How you are going to grow without worshiping the Lord in the church, without confessing, without repenting, without communion? But when you have a spiritual canon, this actually will help you to keep growing. Because as I told you, if you are not growing, then you are declining spiritually. But what are the challenges that actually face us when we want to commit to a spiritual camp? There are two main challenges. There are several chances, but I just I want to address two of them. One thing is time. Many of us who say we don't have time to be able to pray, for example, in the morning and at night, this requires 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the night at least. Beside 20 minutes for uh, the Bible, this will be one hour. And to read a book or a spiritual book, maybe another 20 minutes. So it's one hour and 20 minutes. And if I'm going to do some prostration, 10 minutes, 
that's what hour and a half. And you're going to tell me I am busy, I have work, or I'm in school, have exams, I don't have time, I don't have this hour and a half. St. Paul told us, redeem the time because the days are evil. Redeem the time because the days are evil. Redeeming means what? Redeeming. Saving. When we say Christ redeemed us, he saved us. And in order to redeem something, you need to compromise something or to sacrifice something to redeem something else. Christ sacrificed himself to redeem us. So the question, what are you willing to sacrifice in order to spare this hour and a half or more every day? What are you going to spare, to to, to sacrifice, to compromise? And I want you to be faithful with yourself. How many hours you spend like on social media or watching videos on YouTube or just waste of time and not only waste of time, things actually that can maybe distract you or bring some sinful thoughts to you or make you judge or make you gossip or I, I, I think if we looked at our schedule we will find it will be easy to save this hour and a half or more that we need for our prayer. And actually, when you save this hour and a half every day, this hour and a half that you will give to the Lord will bless the rest of the day. Whatever you're going to give to the Lord, He promised us He will give you hundredfold. So when you give this time to the Lord, God actually will bless the rest of the day, will bless your studies, will bless your work, and you will you will feel it in your life. You will feel how this project should have taken from me this amount of time, but now it took this amount of time less. God blessed me because you paid your vows to the Lord day after day. Besides, when God told us to give the tithe, the tithe is not only about your money, but also are required to give the tithe of the day, of the time. And actually, if the day has 24 hours, then 10% will be more than two hours every day. And this time is not yours. The Lord gave you 24 hours, and he asked you for 10% of the day. You need to pay it back to the Lord. And believe me, as the Lord told us, when you bring the tithe, I will bless you abundantly. This also will apply in the time 
when you give from your time to the Lord, God will bless the rest of the day. That is the first challenge. The second challenge is boredom. Boredom. Uh, many of us, we feel bored. So, I want to pray, and then I will start praying the Agbeya. First, uh, uh, Lord's Prayer, Thanksgiving Prayer, Psalm 50. And then I feel I am bored. I cannot continue with the prayer. And boredom is a common spiritual warfare. All of us, we are fought by boredom. But we need to learn how to handle boredom in the right way. And how to manage boredom, how to overcome the boredom. If you think about long night like Abu Ghalamsi's apocalypse. How we spent all this night, almost uh, 10 hours or 11 hours? Because there are some reading, some singing, then do a procession, then we go inside the altar, pray, prayer outside the altar, pray over oil, we read from the book of Revelation different songs, different tunes. What I'm trying to say, when you switch from something to something to something, this actually will kill the boredom. Can you imagine if a night like Apocalypse we start just reading from its beginning to its end? Ten hours of reading. I'm sure all of us will be bored. Or ten hours just praying psalms. We'll be bored. But I want you to notice any long day, like Good Friday, uh, the midnight praises in Kirk, usually the church switch between standing and sitting, reading and singing, uh, different melodies, different tunes. This actually will help us to overcome boredom and we don't feel the time. That's why if you start praying and you start feeling bored, maybe it's time just to sing one or two hymns or Christian songs. Maybe after this, sit down and read from the scripture. Then stand up again and continue your prayer. So try to switch between different spiritual activity. For example, in the morning, you're going to spend uh, 40 minutes between prayer and reading. First hour for Agbeya and uh, the Bible. So actually, can this 40 minutes can start 10 minutes prayer, then 10 minutes reading, then maybe 10 minutes or 5 minutes singing, and go back to prayer 10 minutes. You know? When you switch between different activities, 
This will help you to overcome boredom. Another thing that will help you to understand what you are saying, especially the Psalms. Sometimes we feel bored when we praise the Psalms because we are not connected with the Psalms or we don't understand it. Thank God now there are so many commentaries available from church fathers on the internet for free. So, if there is a psalm you don't understand, just go and read commentary about it. Understand it. And when you pray, pray it with your own language. Don't pray it as this prayer was written by David so many years ago. No. Pray it with your own as if you are, you are the one who composed the psalm. And talk to God about the psalm. For example, if you say, Tell when, oh God, you will forget me. If you are experiencing, for example, abandonment at this time, you can pause after you say this verse and you talk to God and tell him, God, I feel I'm abandoned by you. I am going through a difficult time, and I'm crying to you, but I feel you don't hear me exactly like what David said, but this is my feeling right now. I know I am wrong in my feeling, so manifest yourself to me. You promised us to call you during the time of tribulation, and you will deliver us. I am calling you during this time. Don't abandon me. Don't forsake me. And then go back to the psalm and continue. What I'm trying to tell you, when you pray, pray with freedom. Pray with your own words to the Lord. Take the Agbaya as guidelines to direct your prayer and to guide you. It's very important to connect and to understand you will not feel bored if you understand and if you connect with God and you talk with him with your own words with your own language the same when you read the Bible yeah there are some chapters difficult to understand even St. Peter said about the letters of St. Paul St. Peter said about St. Paul's letter, they are difficult to understand, and some people may misinterpret them. Look at Orthodox commentary or Church Father commentary to understand what you are reading. Because when you read and you understand, you will not be bored. And you will benefit when you understand this will nourish your mind and your spirit, and you will benefit. So, don't give in on boredom. When you feel bored, just leave the, the prayer and, and walk away. No, don't do this. You need to fight the good fight. St. Paul, he considered all his life as if he is in a race. Race. That's why he said, I finished the race. 
If you are in a race and you stopped one minute or one thirty second, you will lose the race, right? Do you see anybody in race just taking rest for one minute or ten minutes? Definitely not. St. Paul, all his life, he imagined himself, he is fighting and in a race. That's why at the end of his life he said, I have fought the good fight. I finished the race. You need to take your life seriously. You need to have this mindset, I'm in a race. I'm not going to give in to the boredom. I will fight the good fight. No matter what. There is a beautiful virtue called coercion. The Lord uh, said the kingdom of God will be taken by force. There's a virtue of coercion. Kingdom of God will be taken by force. Force yourself. David made like a commitment. You read it every uh, day in the 12th hour of the Agbaya. And, and remember David and all his meekness. See what he did, what he said. He said, Lord, remember David and all his meekness, how he swore, it's a vow, to the Lord and vow to the God of Jacob, saying, this vow is about what? About his spiritual canon. (laughs) What was his spiritual canon? I will not go into the dwelling of my house or go up to my bed of my couch. I will not give sleep to my eyes, nor slumber to my eyelids, nor rest to my temples, until I find a place for the Lord and a dwelling place for the God of Jacob. He made a vow, a commitment. Can we say this every night? I'm not going to go into the dwelling of my house or go up to the bed of my couch. I will not give sleep to my eyes, nor slumber to my eyelids, nor rest to my temples until I finish my canon, until I finish my spiritual rule. We need actually to take our life seriously. Uh, The Lord told us, it's better that one of your members perish and not your whole body will be thrown into hell. When he was speaking about if your eye offend you or if your hand offend you, he said, cut it off. It's better to, to have one member in your body perish rather than your whole body be thrown into hell. I will take this verse and apply it about your spiritual canon. Even if you are tired, force yourself. Nothing will happen to you. Force yourself to finish your canon. Fight the good fight. Said, what's going to happen to me? No, nothing actually. I'll be blessed by, by my prayer. But actually, again, be smart. 
Don't wait until you are so tired and sleepy and say, I'm going to pray. Try to finish your prayer early. Try to pray, for example, the 12th hour, maybe at 7 p.m. or before eating your dinner. Make your spiritual food before your physical food. So, early in the morning when you wake up, the first thing you do, just to pray. And before dinner, pray the 12th hour of the Agbay. Don't wait until you are so tired and then say, I'm going to pray right now. We have many people actually, many examples from the scripture. Uh, people who are committed to the spiritual canon. Like David, who spoke about him, how he made a canon seven times every day, and how he determined not actually to sleep or give slumber to, to, to his temple or to his eyelids until he uh, find a place for God in his heart. Another person who had a canon and followed is Daniel. Daniel, it was actually a canon about, of course he has canon regarding his prayer, but also about fasting. About prayer, uh, he used actually to pray and have the, the window open, looking at Jerusalem because he was in the land of captivity. So looking at Jerusalem, praying, asking God to restore them back to Jerusalem. And when they saw him, they report him to the king who threw him in the lion's den. But about fasting, the, the king actually, as we read in Daniel chapter 1, and the king appoint for them a, ta- a daily provision from the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank and three years of training for them so that at the end of the time they might serve before the king. Daniel was a Jewish and he cannot eat from the delicacies according to, because according to the Jewish rule, there is clean animals and unclean animals. So he cannot eat anything. And now, this is the king and they are in land of captivity. I I think maybe any one of us, if we are in in Daniel's position, I said, I have no other choice. This is the king, I'm captive, I, I, I have to obey. But Canon actually obey, sorry, Daniel obeyed God more than the king. And he was committed to his canon. We read in verse 8, Daniel 1, verse 8, but Daniel purposed in his heart, determined in his heart, that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. This determination, I, I hope that all of, and Daniel was youth in your age, I hope that we have this determination in our heart. Sometimes 
most of us, when we are invited, like in a reception or whatever, and there is alcohol, we, we, we don't give it another thought. We go and we drink and we dance. and Where is your commitment? Where is your determination? That I will not defile myself, no matter what. Daniel's purpose in his heart, that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Why are not so strong like this? Why are not committed to our spiritual canon? Why? We need to be strong. We need to be witnesses. We need to be light to the world and salt of the earth. We should not be conformed to the children of the world, but should be transformed by the renewal of our mind. That's what St. Paul told us. John the Baptist, he lived his life in a very ascetic way. The clothes that he wore, the food that he ate, very simple. Very simple. To the extent that the people said John the Baptist had a demon because he was not eating and drinking like the rest of the people. It wasn't his ability to drink and to eat. But he had a canon and he followed the canon no matter what. That's my canon, I will follow it. Mary and Martha. Martha was distracted, did not follow the canon. But Mary knew it is time to sit at the feet of the Lord, to listen to Him. Like sometimes during midnight praises or during the liturgy, we are distracted, standing outside, talking to each other, joking not attending whispers, without realizing that this time is for prayer and there is time to talk and to socialize. Martha did not care about this. But Mary knew it is time to sit at the feet of the Lord. This was canon. Like, now it's time for liturgy. All of us are inside the church, in the liturgy. Why are we outside? Midnight praises. All of us are in the church, not outside. Vespers. We are in the church praying, are not outside. Youth meeting. We are inside the church, not outside. Don't be like Martha. Martha was rebuked by the Lord. He told her, you are anxious about many things, but the need is for one, the one. Mary chose a good portion that will not be taken from her. One of uh, the favorite stories in the Bible, Bartimaeus the blind, 
was a blind, so he heard some noise, he asked what is this noise, he told him Jesus is passing by. So he started crying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. At the beginning, Jesus did not respond to him. So the people told him, just be quiet, be quiet. But what was the reaction of Bartimaeus? He actually shouted aloud, louder and louder. Then the Lord stood and said, what do you want? And he healed him. You know the rest of the story. Many times, when we start our spiritual canon, Satan tells me, be quiet. God will not listen to you. God will not answer you. Just be quiet. And he will just convince me that I don't have time, I am bored, etc. But we need to be like Bartimaeus. The more Satan or myself say to me, be quiet, go sleep, don't pray, It's not important to go to church tonight. No need to go for the theophany liturgy. You have work next day. Any thought tells you be quiet, you need to respond to this like Bartimaeus and to cry louder and louder and to be committed to your canon. No matter what. No matter what. Because this canon of this rule is what actually will help you to grow. To grow spiritually. And also, you will be healed. There is a promise from God. Blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And definitely, all the promises of God are true. You you will feel that you are filled with God. And you will be satisfied and happy, joyful. You will have peace. Peace that comes from within, not depending on the external circumstances. And you will have many blessings in in your life. Ask anyone who follows his spiritual canon, and he will tell you how many blessings he has in his life. With the spiritual canon, remember these two words, consistency and quality. You need actually to offer your prayers or reading the Bible or attending midnight praises or liturgy in a good quality. Focus on the quality and also consistency. You cannot just eat 
one day and skip three days and then eat two days and skip five days, your health will be uh, bad. In the same way, you cannot just pray two days, skip three days, pray five days, skip two days. You cannot. So consistency and quality. The last point I, I like to mention, and this you should discuss it with your spiritual father, about what are the components of your canon. Actually, your canon should include prayer. That's, I will say, things every day, things actually every week, things every month. So every day, prayer, at least, at least twice a day. Of course, with the Agbeya. And also, you need to learn how to compose your own personal prayers. Bible, this should be part of your daily canon. Every day, you should open your Bible and read. Prostrations. Actually, prostrations give peace and give grace to the person when we humble ourselves before the Lord. We say in the Gregorian liturgy, it is fitting and right to worship you, to prostrate before you. That's good luck. So again, with your spiritual father, discuss how many prostrations you do every day. Also, every day you need to spend some time reading, even five pages spiritual reading. And every day also you need to have few times to examine yourself. What did you do during the day? How did you glorify God? And what are the weaknesses? So, every day, prayer, scripture, prostration, uh, self-examination, and spiritual books. This should be every day. Every week, fasting, Wednesday and Fridays, unfortunately, many people don't keep these two days. On Wednesday, they conspired and made a plan, and Judas betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ to deliver him. And on Friday, he was crucified. I want to think about these two days. Is it right to just enjoy the delicacies of the world while the Lord is being betrayed and crucified instead of me to save me? Is it too much that the church asking us to pray these two, two days in which we remember how the Lord was betrayed for my sake and who was crucified for my sake? Is it too much? Think about it. Also, every week, 
liturgy, at least one liturgy every week. And if you can attend it on the Lord's day, this is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. It is the day in which actually we should worship the Lord, the day of resurrection. So, if you are available on Sunday and your schedule, most of the school's work are off on Sunday. Sunday is the day of the worship. Go early and go with your liturgy book. Go with determination to pray and to enjoy the liturgy. And also to take communion. So, liturgy, communion, fasting, and also if you are a servant, either Sunday school servant or a deacon, so it is responsibility. It is stewardship. God entrusted you. Do it faithfully and wisely. Who is the faithful and wise steward? So weekly, the liturgy, the uh, service, fasting, and communion. On monthly basis, your confession, you have actually to meet with Zabuna for confession, and also your tithe, whether you are working or you're getting allowance. Part of your spiritual account is to pay your tithe. Uh, don't say, you know, I'm just taking allowance, or just, and I'm working, and this money enough just to pay my car insurance on my gas. No, no, no. Go and put your tithe first before anything. So, these are the main components of your spiritual canon. As I told you, some many things we do it every day, things we do it every week, things we do it every month. Go discuss your spiritual canon with your spiritual father. And uh, again, I encourage you to have like Excel sheet or some sort of table and to record day after day and week after week your commitment to the spiritual canon. And believe me, if you start from tonight following your spiritual canon, being committed to it, you will experience many blessings in your life. You will grow spiritually. You will have peace in your heart. You will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And actually, this will help you in fighting so many sins. You will find, because now you are rooted and grounded in your relationship with God, you will find that you will develop hatred to sin. And many sins that you are struggling with, you will find it easy to actually get rid of these sins. I hope that with your visit to the monastery, you, you renew your vows and you make a commitment to pay your vows, vows of spiritual canon. I will pay my vows to the Lord day after day. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.